Hello, you have reached the voicemail of P. Fitz and Adam. Please leave a message after the beep. What do you do? You sitting there in your fucking basement watching reruns of old wrestling? Why don't you do something with your life instead of wasting your fucking gimmick? No, no. Welcome to the Wasted Gimmick Podcast, brought to you by Black Couch on the Green Chair. It's your boy. You know it. Instagram, Snapchat if you're lucky. P Fitz is Robin. Are they lucky though if they gave me Snapchat? Ah, you might. I don't know. The Kuwait guy that got my nudies was pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here with Adam. Coming at you straight from the 10-4 basement, and we are here today to talk about AEW, All Elite Wrestling. As you guys know, it's been all over the wrestling news. CM Punk, the real-life pipe bomb, at the media scrum, the suspension, the Young Bucks, Kenny, the vacated titles. We're here to talk about it all and give you our retrospective of what we thought AEW would be and where it has become, where we think it can go, and what should change and what shouldn't change. Well, it's funny you say CM Punk. I said CM Dunk. You're not wrong there. Uh, you know, we're looking at, what, three weeks since All Out. I was there live. I can tell you it was a hell of a show. But what a mood killer it was to come back two hours later and just kind of hear what it was. What were your first thoughts, Adam? and I uh, came across a video and I was just like what, what is this and I sat there and I watched I think it was like an eight minute long video and I was just like I was like what is this and I was just you know CM Punk like that's my boy like you know I, I wanted him to come back so bad I watched him in U- fail in UFC and I was so excited to see him come back and then this he pulls this bullshit pardon my language I mean, just going back to the same old, you know, he said, she said, no need to bring up Cole Cabana. And, and, and the hangman part, I mean. The hangman part, I mean, and to say that he didn't, do, he hasn't done anything in this business, he was a world champion in this business. <laughs> he was a world champion before, before Punk in All Elite. Way before Punk. Much yeah. younger, be- too. Yep, that's, that's what I meant by way before, not. Well, I'm talking about, we're talking about gimmicks here. Yeah, uh, wasted gimmicks. Uh, there's only one real wasted gimmick in this conversation, and it's CM Punk. CM, CM Junk. Uh, you know. It's shocking because I, I, I texted you, you know, pretty much when when I found out you were asleep. When, respectively, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, and it, it's still, to this day, three weeks out, we still don't really know what happened. Uh, kudos to the PR team at AEW for keeping under wraps. Um, there's still speculations that it, it may be a work. I don't think it's a work. Uh, it's kind of on, on track from what we hear from all – you know, the shoot interviews about Punk. But uh, it, it kind of redirected the trajectory and pretty much put the weight of the show on a lot of people's back that may not have been ready. Uh, may not have been ready or may not just have had the time. So it might be a good thing. And to harpen back on your work point, I don't think it's a work because there was no need to um, involve the Bucks, Kenny, and CM Punk in a work. They... they they could have gone their separation, done their separate things. They didn't need to be in a work. They didn't need to be in a. Um, yeah, 
I mean, especially when it, when it, you know, it, it kind of ruined the moment for MJF to return. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were all hyped about it, yeah. and you kind of just took the steam off of it. And I think the frustrations of it we heard in the, the next night when yeah. he was in Buffalo. Um, speaking of which, was a phenomenal promo. Uh, you know, I'm happy he's back. Did not, did not appreciate the Josh Allen slander. I'm not a Bills fan, but, I mean, I, lo- you know, I like the Bills, but I'm not a Bills fan. I, I, mean, I don't think you should slander Josh Allen like that. Wonderful player. Fucking plays quarterback position like a fucking linebacker. Just a fucking phenomenal guy. I, I really did not appreciate that, but hey, you know, that's how you fucking get heat, man. Well, I mean, I think the fruits bear themselves that MJF is just better than Josh Allen. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think Josh Allen could cut a promo. I don't see him between the, the ropes and the right. squared circle. I don't think I don't think the little Jew boy is he calls himself to play quarterback for the Buffalo Bills either, though. I, I could play linebacker. Yeah, in high B- school. Uh, B one high school. Yeah, I don't believe that. Torn ACL. Yeah, that's what they. You all know, say. you know about that's that. What they all say. A little MCL action. That's what they all say. But regardless, it uh. You know, looking back this week, it is uh, what's today's date? Day seventeenth, sixteenth. I think seventeenth. Yeah, yeah th- we had AEW that was. Um, Dynamite Wednesday night, Rampage Friday night. We got to see Samoa Joe came back, yep. which is great. Nice got nice to see the television love title. Love to see Samoa Joe. I might be, you know, that guy has been one of my favorite wrestlers since back in the TNA days, man. That, oh, that shit was he's him talk about AJ. a guy that if he could stay healthy, yeah, I mean, I know. not he, not necessarily a wasted gimmick, but remember that a uh, wasted opportunity in WWE for sure. Remember that oh. that time he came out and. Um, Ripped Jeff Hardy apart about going to the rehab and all that stuff on SmackDown. Ripped up everybody. Remember, that was that feud between him, Braun, AJ, Jeff, and Brock. Yeah, he was the only one that legitimately looked like he could beat Brock Mm -hmm. when Brock's reign of terror. The fucking Balls of Fury. Roman was there, too, sadly. The one time they had a match. Balls of Fury. Supposed to be in Connecticut. It was. He got moved to Texas. That was like 2017, 2018, maybe. Um, I think that was... Maybe 19. Yeah, because we had already gone to Mania right. Orlando. Mania, Mania. Yeah, and then we went to. Pull that up. Uh, regardless, it. We got to see this week. Um, who was it? Uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson. I couldn't think of his name for a minute. Beat Jericho. Yeah. To was, move on, good we're gonna see Mox and. Danielson in the final, which I hope Mox wins. What are you, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, in general, the competitors that were asked to compete yep. and the results that we see. Um, I like Sammy Guevara getting the opportunity. Appreciate that. He's a hell of a worker. You know, he loves the business and he's, he's a good wrestler. Darby Allen, of course, same thing. Um, it's good to include their young guys in there and just the talent that they have and the veteran um, presence that they have in that locker room is huge. I mean, they don't need Punk. They never needed Punk. Punk needed, to me, Punk needed wrestling to be relevant again. Otherwise, he would just fade off and do. He could always have another year. Oh, wait, I forgot. Dana White said he would never compete in the UFC again. Um, I think my my thoughts on this are I don't think Mox needs a title to be over because he's obviously over as hell. But... That promo 
last or two weeks ago on uh, Dynamite. I think he deserves a title. Danny Danielson doesn't need it. Uh, so uh, I have mixed feelings because I think that Jericho being in that picture makes sense. He hasn't been in the title picture for about a year. Um, for a company that, that said in the beginning, wins and losses matter, mm-hmm. they yeah. sure as hell don't mind Mox losing. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, we, we watched him. But he won throughout the tournament. That's the thing. Yeah, but we watched him lose to Punk. I watched it live. We watched. <laughs> we watched him lose a title, win a title, lose a title. That's not his fault, though. I understand that, but I also don't think that Danielson and him competing for an AEW title, I I, I understand why, Tony, speaking directly to you, Tony Khan, because I know you're going to be listening because you're a little fucking mark. Tony, Tony. Uh, stop pushing every WWE guy. You had a perfect opportunity to create a great story of the Jericho uh, Alliance Society. Appreciation. Appreciation Society. I apologize, Jericho. You could have had Jericho versus Sammy in the finals and had Sammy win a world title. And you know what? Whether you think he deserves it or not, it didn't need to be a long title reign. But you could have had the you could have had a great story going forward between Sammy leaving Jericho finally, since he's the only member still besides uh, Jake. Uh, what's his Jake Hager? Jake Hager uh, from the inner circle. And you could have put him on a new trail. He's a great heel. You you love to hate him. Yep. You could have turned Jericho babyface again, mm-hmm. and there's no need not to. Danielson, I don't, I don't think is ready. This sounds so weird. I don't think he's ready to be a world champion again. And the fact that I would like to see him struggle to have some other matches because his. You want to talk about someone that's uh, the best wrestler, but yet he's seen a 2.0 with five moves of doom. His matches have been kind of lackluster, in my opinion. And Moxley needs to cool off. We've seen him in the title picture so much of late. He was a great champion when he was champion, but now you're changing hands left and right because of Punk's actions. It just doesn't make sense for me that you had those. There was your opportunity to push a homegrown talent. And... Same thing about Darby. Darby could have easily been, and didn't need to be a long reign. It could have been a month, two months. It could have been just till the next pay-per-view. And you had Hangman in that tournament, too. So there was, to me, you're, you're kind of taking steam off of a guy, and you're doing the same thing that we complained about in WWE with Roman, with Mox right now. Just giving them all the title yeah. shots and title reigns. The only difference is that we love Mox yeah. and and deserved, deserved. But you're kind of going against what all elite was all about. It was all about us, right? Mm-hmm. Matches the fans want to see. Mm-hmm. Records mm-hmm. mattered. Your number one contender had the best record compared to you. And yet, you know, we have the prestige, a bunch of former world champions. But you had a bunch of guys that could have taken that. Think about it. If they didn't even need to have a title. I mean, Tony's answer to everything is, let's have a tournament and throw his hands up and do all these awkward, weird things that he does. But if you did it right, it would have made sense. If you had a 16-week tournament for that title and just had the title 
featured on every show, yep. whether there was someone there or not, you have stories writing itself, and you were able to reset everything that left when Cody left. Right? Because I think there's a clear distinction from, in my opinion, in my eyes, with a tear in my eye. With a tear in my eye. And when Cody left, we saw a dramatic drop-off in long-term booking. Yeah, I mean, Cody leaving wasn't a big deal. It was, that, was a, that was a big shot, for sure. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I think this title belongs to Mox. I think he deserves it. Um, I think both, honestly, I think both guys deserve it. Um, but Mox's, just off back my point from earlier, Mox's uh, promo the other week just really tells you how much he loves the business. And I, I mean, I watched it live. So I was like, wow, this, like, that was awesome. That was really cool. You can really see how much this means to him. I know it means a lot to Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson, sorry. Um, he's been up and down the road a time or two. He deserves it. I agree with you. Not that he's not ready. I just I, I don't, I don't think, think he needs a title. He I don't think he title. was built up enough yet to be. Because I, I remember when he debuted. Yeah. It was phenomenal debut. Yeah. And we were excited to see all these matches. And we really haven't seen them yet. And granted, Brian Danielson's not going to be Brian Danielson like 15 years ago. There's no doubt. And if that's okay. He doesn't need to be. But to harbor on his accolades from 15 years ago, saying he's the best damn uh. professional wrestler in that ring, and yet we haven't seen that. Like, I'm telling you right now, I've seen better wrestlers in AEW on Dark. Like, it, and just pure talent-wise, because they are able to do that at a younger age. Yeah. Yep. So let him reinvent his character per se – and really establish a win streak. Sometimes he doesn't really have a character. Mm-hmm. There's no character. When's the last time you heard him really talk yeah. on a promo? He's just kind of a guy that wrestles. I got I got it. I'll be right back. And I mean, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. You know, we – it would have been great to just have – imagine the promo we could have got of Hangman coming back out and harboring and double-downing on him protecting All Elite Wrestling from CM Punk. Like, that, the, that promo that Punk alluded to in the media scrum and how he was going off and going into work for himself and him saying, I'm here to bring back All Elite Wrestling. Bring All Elite Wrestling back to the wrestlers. It would have been bar none... A phenomenal promo and a phenomenal title reign because for lack of a better terms like his hangman's title reign was underwhelming because the story with Kenny fizzled out because Kenny was injured punk overshined everything because punk was coming back for the first time it's kind of one of those reigns that will go under the radar for a fan favorite that always draws a huge pop it was a great promo great worker probably a top top 10 worker in the business today he can do it all and it's not just me being a hangman fanboy because for the realistic fact 
I'm really not a Hangman fanboy. I think he's everything I just said, but he's not one of my favorites because I have other favorites. And you had a great opportunity to just kind of bring in and bring full circle everything that you have. What are you, what are you sipping on? This is probably my least favorite drink of all time, uh, Mango White Claw. It's absolutely disgusting, but it's the only thing that we got left. Oh, a uh, little White Claw left. Yeah, you're getting a little White Girl wasted. I'm getting a little wasted gimmick. Oh, we're talking about wasted gimmicks, clothes hangers, boys. That's a story for another day, let me tell you. You know what I mean? Uh, Back to Hangman Page. My favorite wrestler right now. It's been one of my favorites for... You know, probably since uh, the early uh, being the elite days? Bullet Club days. Um, His original shirt with the noose. I uh, have it. Don't think it has a noose on it. No, but the I first ha- I have, one. Yeah, yeah I know first one did. They made him get rid of it. The one with the uh, brown rope on it. Yeah, the brown yeah. rope around the Bullet Club logo. Yeah, I don't have that one. I got the one probably after that. But um, yeah, the floor one. to harpen back on his title reign, um, his title reign was underwhelming to me because his title chase was like that's what everybody wanted. Everybody was so happy for him. Like everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was going to happen. We were everybody was so excited every time he came out. It was just like a huge pop. And then he finally wins the title, and yeah, it's all fine and dandy. And then he starts to defend it, and it's just not what people. Yeah, but you got to look at the, the landscape, right? Kenny's out, which was his whole chase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mox was there, but was doing his thing with Eddie. Yep. Brian's, uh, Brianson, Danielson, and Punk had just come. Adam Cole had just come. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of coming. Yeah. A lot oh. of coming for the black cock and the green right. chair. Holy shit. And so how do you, when you bring so many people in of high name value to almost outshine your champion with them? Because that's what happened. Totally. totally people were more excited to see Punk than Hangman because we hadn't seen Punk in so long, yeah. which is understandable. Understandable. So build off of it. But instead, Punk had to be a piece of shit. And didn't want to have feuds with him the way that it should have happened. Well, Punk debuted before, way before Hangman won the title. Uh, like only a couple months before. Yeah. Not way before. Yeah, to me that's way before. And he also didn't wrestle, really wrestle, for like a month in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, when you're having Punk on every Wednesday night, your champion kind of gets overlooked. When you're having, mm-hmm. you know... It was almost like every month there was another big name that came in. So now this is the hot name. Who's the next feud? Well, they're not, by definition, the number one contender, according to All Elite, has to have the best record. There's no way they could be number one contenders. Mm -hmm. So it's a double-edged sword. I agree that it should be like that, Mm -hmm. but you need to build storyline in it. Like, Imagine the the message we could have got. And I like that Adam Cole and Red Dragon – I like that they were separated yep, from, yep. like they were doing what the elite were doing, which is perfectly fine. Take them out of the title picture, as far as the world title, but you could have had a nice build up where you have all these people coming, <laughs> gunning for 
title. But instead, we just kind of got. I I can't. I honestly can't tell you. I, I don't know. I maybe can tell you one of his title matches. Like that he he defended against. Can you? Like on top uh, of your head. Yeah. Besides Punk. Dante Martin. That <laughs> random random match. I mean, it was it was a good match, but exactly it's a one. Very random, but. I mean, he had a great match with Daniel Bryanson. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Daniel Bryanson. Yeah. Wasted gimmick. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but, like, nothing really stands out. I mean, Jericho had a bunch of great ones. I mean, I, I just, I love Hanger. You know, I just was, like I said before, a huge fan of him for a while. So I, yeah, I no, no, nothing against him. Biased. I think he's, I think he's the person that should be in this title if it wasn't for, if it wasn't Sammy. Mm-hmm. Like I really and nothing against Darby. I don't think Darby needs a world title. No, Sammy's not ready. If, if it was to be any young person, it would be MJF. And obviously, whoever wins this title, and I, if Mox wins this title, I want him to have a good reign. I don't want MJF, but that's the thing. M- MJF has that's that chip. That's what I'm saying. So how? So I think it's gonna be Brian who wins, and MJF takes it from him. I don't think which so. is fine because I think it's time for M- MJF, and I would love. To have a heel world champion, have we had a heel world champion since Jericho in AEW? Uh, no. no. Well, Kenny. Technically, Kenny was heel. Kenny and the Bucks are a different type of heel. They're just arrogant and just they, they 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 know how to piss people off. They're not. It's not just not believable. Yeah. Their, their whole fucking stigma with the fucking rompers and the jumpers and the fake earrings and all that. We know who you are. You go to church. You, you, you pray to God. You do all that. I'm not going to get into that little side of things. We know you're not assholes. Are you saying that I shouldn't wear my cross earrings anymore? No. You, I'm Like I said, I'm just not going to get into that side. Um, it's not believable. With MGF, you're like, yeah, that guy's a fucking asshole. He sucks. He's a prick. So I hate him. So now think about it like this. We need, right? a, we need a world champion like that. I don't think Danielson wins the title. The I simple fact so. that I don't think that they're going to give him a short run. But Mox, who ultimately said I was supposed to be on vacation, yep, yep, yep. carrying... What does that ruin him? He's fucking three... He had three reigns in the past month that been, what, four days? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't ruin him. I mean... It does. Exactly. It does. So why not give it to Sammy? So why... Is or just MJF going to hold his chip forever? That's what I mean. So he's gotta, if you he had Darby or Sammy win, or even Jericho, because you have right there, you have three people that MJF has feuded with in the past that have unfinished stories. Yep, true. So Jericho losing another title after a short reign doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Sammy gets his first title win, goes on a one-month reign, loses it, doesn't mean doesn't ruin his career at all. Yep. Same thing with Darby. Yep. And and honestly, like the the Darby one would be the I think the person that would suffer the least as far as heat. Yeah. Because he's the only true baby face. Absolutely. And I think it would be a great story to have heat you could have MJF, you know, Stinks, yes. Paul yes. is too old, MJF, and all this stuff. M- MJF and Darby is a rivalry to me that will never grow. That's that's exactly. a classic AEW rivalry right there, and it goes back to the days in the independence scene as well. Exactly. So, 
you have you had this golden opportunity, Tony, and you kind of, for lack of a better term, went with the safe route. But the safe route wasn't that safe. Mm-hmm. It, neither Mox or Danielson's career are going to be done because of this. But it just kind of, it, your, your title went popping for no reason at this point. Uh, well, so the thing is, he, I don't know why I just said this, but Punk won the title and it was supposed to, you know, go on and have his reign and MJF won the, won the um, chip. Well, he was supposed to lose it, it pretty was, quick. It was supposed to happen between Punk and MJF, but it didn't because of all the bullshit that transpired. Or whatever. So why not go with someone that already has so that, with so, MJF? But that's, yeah. I, you know what I mean? You're, you're creating another storyline to create another storyline when you already have storylines that are unfinished. Yeah. Because even and even if this didn't happen with Punk, and even if it does happen, and say he does come back, right, in six months, because I think he's supposed to be out for six months. He had a pretty nasty surgery. Yeah. He could easily come back and call MJF out and be – a face if he wanted to because he wants to be face or at least wants people to believe he's face and MJF can just shit all over him and get even more heat or now if he comes back after this because all this stuff has transpired MJF is definitely not going to be face no he shouldn't be so now face. Punk can't come back heel and challenge for the title no. so but everybody's going to hate him if he does come back so he should be a heel I agree but so you now once again back yourself into a corner because you could have had Mox. Because at this point, Danielson is kind of a heel. Yep. He's not really a tweener. He, I think he leans more towards heel. He doesn't really do promos, but he just kind of... Same thing with the Bucks, kind of, but the Bucks can actually cut promos. Well, not, that, not, that, not that Danielson can't cut promos, right. but he doesn't cut promos in AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, long promos. Mm-hmm. So you could have had Mox just brewing and brewing and being pissed off where the company is and, and and just taking shot after shot after shot with MJF and trying to get another title opportunity and have this great build-up, have this great build-up with Hangman as well and have these two guys trying to compete as faces to take back the company that they love from a guy that cl- clearly doesn't care, who's openly said on the mic he doesn't care. He's waiting for the next two years to get his next renewal and he may go somewhere else. It's just, to me, it's kind of like, you don't, not only didn't you miss the boat, you missed the ocean. I mean, this whole punk situation is super unfortunate. It throws a total wrench into things, and it's just, everybody's so excited for Kenny to come back. Everybody's so excited for them winning the trios. Like, that was, as soon as you heard, that those belts were announced, you knew who was going to win them. You knew it was going to be Bucks and Kenny. You well, knew it was going to be the I mean, think about what could have been. Red Dragon and Adam Cole versus the Elite, yeah. even though they didn't take Bobby Fish on his, on his offer. I also love, I don't know if you heard this, Bobby Fish called out Punk. I did not hear that, no. Yeah, he, uh, um, he said something to him after their match and, was, and basically buried Fish. And Fish called him out and said, if you want to actually fight, I will actually fight you. Like, you want to talk so much how you're so tough, prove it to me because you are not tough if you can't take a bump. Mm-hmm. And another guy that's, un- like, undeservingly 
stuff. I just think he's great. Yeah, he. I don't know why. Like it's he doesn't seem like bad backstage. Like I see. It seems like a like pretty wants, normal dude. Yeah, he seems like he he's kind of low key. Wants to help younger guys if he can, and he has credentials. Like he was great. <laughs> I mean, I think he's one of the best that they have as far as what he can bring, and he's he's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that in wrestling is a forgotten talent. And I think the the epitome of it is Cody. He's the pinnacle of be really good at what you can do. Yep. Right? You don't have to be good at everything, but if you're good at a couple things, like Be great at it. Exactly. Great promo. Great mat-to-mat wrestler. Great at winning the crowd over. Talk about Cody. Cody. Fish, great between the ropes. Not a great promo. Doesn't really need to be a, no. in a tag team, no, no. right? And pretty safe. I I don't know many people that have been injured in the ring with him. No, he looks like he knows how to wrestle. Yeah, and it's believable, believable yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Right? He doesn't do a bunch of high flying. Not, not that I'm opposed to it. Love the high flying, but it it's just kind of odd that he out of him too. Like, I mean, there's clearly more going on backstage with all elite than, than we obviously know. Uh, you know, we're not we're not gonna speculate and make up false rumors like Meltzer. Um, you know if you read the observer I apologize you have to read that terrible writing. Never seen a man not be able to form sentences since me in the third grade. <laughs> third grade more like twelfth grade. Anyway. Yeah, me and Prince Bret Hart were watching um what is this here? A little Monday Nitro from ninety eight. Yep, January 26, 1998. But, uh, I don't know, what, what, what do you see in the prospect, Adam, on the future of all elite? I mean, I don't think, I think we both agree it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Nobody's buying them out. The Bucks ain't going anywhere. Kenny's not going anywhere. This is their baby. This is their thing. Like, they, you think? They're there because AEW is here because of them. Because of Cody. Sure, Cody had something to do with it, but yeah, if Cody never left WWE, AEW would have never. Well, I don't happened. even think. I mean, being the elite at one point, pretty or even before Cody joined Bullet Club, we're averaging close to a million views on YouTube, mm-hmm. like every video. So, the idea that they could have done it sooner, for sure. But I think the really driving gear was was Cody. Cody, and yeah, I think sure. the business beside behind it, they needed. A wrestler that knew business, and I think Cody was best for business. Mm-hmm. To quote Uncle Uncle Paul, yeah. um, or Grandpa Vince, <sighs> I miss Grandpa Vince already. Yeah. But it's kind of odd because I, I I agree. Their suspensions been lifted, people. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, I mean, a three week suspension seems kind of light, uh, but it yeah, makes nobody sense. knows what nobody's no, nobody knows what happened. Well, did you thing. did you hear the the judging board, like the real judging board of what's going on. I have not. No. So they've they've had wrestlers. They're basically holding wrestlers court. Kangaroo court. Um, wrestlers court court because they don't know whose side is right. Um, Punk apparently says that the Bucks came in there and they kind of started it, instigated it. There was pushing. The Bucks say no, that's not what happened. Kenny apparently got sucker punched when he was trying to protect Larry. Um, which is 
super odd. Like, it's kind of comical, to be honest, because Kenny seems like that kind of person that would... Kenny seems like a cat guy, so I don't, I don't see him protecting that dog. Larry kind of looks you like You know a how cat. it is. You're a cat guy. I do love the pussy. Yeah. Um, yeah, well. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like... I mean, I don't think Kenny's a fighter. He doesn't seem like no, it. Like, no, neither, neither are the Bucks. Punk thinks he is, but he's what he is. A fucking punk. Yeah. And his manager and his manager's mom bit... Like, his manager's mom bit... See, I, I heard Kenny. Ace bit Kenny. I, didn't, I never heard anything about a man's mom. Yeah, Ace, Ace's Ace mom. Is, Ace is probably 50 years old. I don't think his mom's around. Maybe his Maybe wife. Maybe punk's mom? I don't know. Someone's mom. That was what the... the I, don't, I don't know. Meltzer did write it. He can't believe any of that shit. Ace is older than Punk, so... And Punk's pretty old. Punk is 46. Yeah, so... We're getting there. Yeah, almost. Um, you got about the same amount of gray hair as Punk. If not more, probably. Beard doesn't have as much, though. Beard's got uh, red hair. Um, don't think the Bucks started. Don't think Kenny started. Because um, at the end of the day... They're good Christian boys. It's not in, it doesn't seem like do in their right. nature. It, no, it's not their nature. They, they don't even swear. They don't swear. You know, read it in mother effing wheat. They say that. Like, come on. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, I agree. And so, like, it. they're coming back. Like, they're going to be coming back. So now the, the landscape is – so well, I was saying, I'm sorry. They're, they're having wrestlers, the whole wrestler's court, to kind of get to the bottom of this. And one of the members of the said ass court – Rumors say it's actually MJF. And the, one of the reasons why they asked him was because they they value his opinion. honest mm-hmm. opinion on situations. And from what we hear backstage, as we – yes, MJF is a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Is he an asshole because of the gimmick? Is he living in the gimmick? Is this his true personality? Well, no. I think a great gimmick – a non-wasted gimmick, yep. has shades of all three. Mm-hmm. But we know this, and I think he's a smart enough person to understand. I think he's also separated enough from the two factions. He's not really part of the elite. He's not no. really on Punk's side as far as, like, one of Punk's best he's friends. dead in the middle. Exactly. So I think he's a guy that really only cares about himself, respectfully, mm-hmm. in a world that most people in wrestling that don't care about other people – so it's going to be interesting to hear. I mean, another one I think that was rumored that I saw in the rumor was uh, Jay Lethal. Uh, again, oh, very respectful person. Yeah. I think that his opinion should matter. Um, you know, I don't want to – I think Mox would be in that same boat, but I don't think he was asked, and I think he wasn't asked for good reason. I think that it's probably best not to have him involved. Um, Hangman, the same thing. Hangman's gone. I just don't want to hear anything until the two sides of the party say something. Punk and the Bucks and Kenny. Well, they, they Those are ha- the only people that should say something. That's where you should get your news from. That's where you should get your info from. It's from those two parties. and that's People that are involved understand rumors are going to run rampant. But Yeah, but I also agree that I think that they need to have some kind of way to govern. Because right, in, in WWE you had Vince. Right, the the whole uh, Montreal screw job and everything, everything funneled through Vince, and he had ultimate say, and, and it was known, yeah. it was known that he had Tony has no say, Tony has no control. That whole locker room, that whole media scrum, 
It was his, if honestly it, it was his fault. If it was work, okay, that's fine. What he did was fine. If it's not a work, then he just total totally bombed it. Well, totally lost all control. Lost all respect. All his fault. He could have just stopped calling and said, "Okay, get up. We're, we're done. We're, no more comments." Oh, he should have said it originally, and and when as soon as they start talking about Colt Cabana, that's when he should have cut it off. Not even started. That's how it started. Well, there was, and listen, I get it. I get what I I can understand Punk's frustration about it. I don't understand it at all. As far as um, he's a bitch. He's he's a he's a punk. No, I agree. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I understand the frustration that can come if you actually had no say in someone being moved to Ring of Honor and people are no. blaming you for it. But you're also one of, if not a top ten most famous wrestlers of all time. Yeah, for sure. People are always going to say something about you. Yep. And if you have that thin of skin He's about it. Very thin skin. Yes. Then very thin then maybe you being away for seven years is best for business. Maybe WWE was right all along. All along. I mean, not only them, Ring of Honor had said it. Any any promotion he'd worked for had said it. I think the only person that, uh, honestly, I out of a good interview that was was Ray Mysterio. He had a good interview probably like five or six years ago. And someone had asked him about it, and he said, oh, I had a short program with him. He was very respectful. We didn't have a lot of interaction. It was business and business only, and, you know, he seems like a good guy. He seemed like he wanted to help people, which I think is true. I think Punk does enjoy yeah, – think that's why when he came back, he was working all the younger guys. Everybody liked that. that like, that was good. Yeah, and I think – I don't know if – again, like, I can understand his frustration if – He's saying, I want to help younger guys and I want to listen. But you can't take that as being thin skin. Like, not everyone, like, Hangman doesn't need your advice. No. I mean, sure, he could use it, but. But you have other vets that he, and there's other vets he probably goes to. Yeah, you have, I mean, you have Arn there. You have Sting. You have Christian. You have Jericho. You have Mom. Not even that, but even his best friends, the Bucks and Kenny, like, they've been around and done a lot more than he has. And yeah. They can just go, he can just go to them. He had Cody. Like yep. you don't, you're telling me right now that you don't think he still talks to Cody. Uh, you don't think all the these Bucks guys still like, talk to Cody. and I don't think I honestly don't think there's probably. I, I mean, maybe the Bucks a little bit hard feeling. Yeah, and, and Kenny, see, there yeah. was always kind of a weird thing with them, but I don't think it was ever. I think they generally like Cody because all of a sudden he just disappeared from BTE. Ne- I never known why. Never figured that out. Yeah, and I don't think I think it had to. I don't think it's jealousy. Um. I think it just had to do with differencing of lifestyle choices. Definitely. Yep. And I don't think Kenny drinks. Kenny, do, Kenny doesn't drink. No. And Kenny and the Bucks don't drink. Bucks and Cody Adam drinks. Does and Adam does. And well, we definitely drink. Oh, definitely drink. Yeah. But Not too much. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, weird situation that we're in, in the future of all elite. Because, like I said, I don't think it's going anywhere. But it, it's ironic because, honestly, just recently, maybe. Two weeks before All Out, um, Eric Bischoff had tweeted about Tony Khan because Tony Khan had basically taken a shot at Ted Turner. And he had said, if Ted Turner knew half as much as what I do about booking, WCW would still be around. Not true. And Eric, in his own words, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't actually have it in front of me, 
but he said I felt the need to stand up for Ted and don't badmouth Ted. He did everything he 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 was the reason why WCW lasted as long as it did. Yeah. He liked wrestling, and the idea of Tony constantly harping that they're not going to make the same mistakes WCW did. The mistakes weren't made by WCW. The mistakes, and yes, there were some, but what ultimately killed it wasn't the talent or the booking. It was had to do with their media deals and the Time Warner deal and all other parenting factors that pushed them aside and made them change their product. And when you change the product, the guys change and the morale changes and nobody wants to be there and they don't want to work for each other and it just goes to show on TV. Exactly. But yet, for someone that says he's not going to make the same mistakes, it seems like he plays into that that book of there's an open uh, open, uh, checkbook uh, you know, we're going to let the talent run wild and book whatever they want, and they're going to go into business for themselves constantly. Tony, you're making all the mistakes that were rumored about Eric Bischoff being WCW, and yet... That's not... He shouldn't be saying shit on social media. Like, that's just... Who, Eric? No. Tony? Um, yes. Tony. He should be off social media. He should not be saying anything. He's a businessman. He's a, he's a owner, president, whatever, of the company. Like, he... CEO, yeah, you can have an opinion, just don't make it public. Like, like, well, not even no that. Like, if you're not going to be tweeting out seven times a day, no, absolutely, every day. If you want to tweet out on Monday, on, on Wednesdays and Fridays, and say, you know, join us tonight for AW Dynamite or yeah. AW Rampage, or or even every day if you want to, because there's a show almost every day. There's dark, dark elevation, yeah. whatever it is. If you want to give the Buffs credit and say, like, hey, check out the new episode of Being the Elite, mm-hmm. but for you to there's a reason why Vince didn't use social media. Yeah. Even Triple H, like he, he doesn't comment on things he's, unless it's something that he's is a, relevant to his personal life. He's a lot like Punk. He's very thin-skinned. I feel like. I, yeah. A lot of things get to him. And it's sad because I, you like I said, you have say what you want, right? People, Eddie Kingston had recently said he goes, there, "I want there to be no question. These are the guys I don't like. These are the guys I like." Jericho is one of the people he doesn't like. He doesn't like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. He, there's a lot of guys that he doesn't like that came from WWE, and respectfully, I understand his frustration with him working in the indies and things like that. But yet, he still has a professional relationship with these people. You don't have to like everybody you work with. Like the whole Sammy Guevara thing going on right now. Next week, a couple, two, three days, they're facing each other at Grand Slam. Yeah, putting putting their differences aside and. And it was now, real speak, heat. Speaking about differences aside, just think about Matt Hardy and Edge. What the fuck they were going through. And they were able to work together. And they were able to successfully put on a good program together. While... Not, not even a good, one of the one best of the, of the best. decade. And a, bring a real life situation. Obviously that's when it's the best. And that stuff brings the most money and the most attention. And... And people forget Most that success and people forget that Matt Hardy was fired, like legit yep, fired. Legit fired. And, the, and us fans got him back yep. through petitions. Yep. And it's it's amazing because, it, and I'm happy you brought up Matt because I, I you know you know me my whole life. Yep. I'm one of the biggest Hardy Boys fans. Jeff has always been my yep. favorite wrestler. Matt yep. was always one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I understand why people think that Matt Hardy isn't worth it. But he really is. Yeah. 
I think the issue is that we don't need to see him every week. Yeah. But as a mind for the business, some of the things that he's come up with, yeah. the yeah. House of Hardy match, the original one, WWE literally copied it two months later. He was he basically invented, not invented, but he perfected the cinematic matches. <laughs> yeah, I know you agree. The the cinematic matches, and we saw what a great cinematic match can look like when Sting and Darby had theirs, mm-hmm. and like that's what AEW should continue to do, and it's weird that they don't anymore. And I get like you're back with with fans, but. Yeah, yeah. But on like something like Fighter Fest or like those free television pay per views that they do, you know the two night specials. That's when you can have a nice cinematic match. You don't need to have necessarily, you know, Matt Hardy going, you know, twenty five minutes in a singles match, and because he can't, he physically no, can't. I mean, he just had a great match with Darby on Rampage. Yeah. Uh, that, no, I did, was... and like I said, there, but he has a good dance partner, right? Darby. One Darby takes a hell of a beating legit, and he's okay with it. And I think that's fits with both their styles because that's how Matt always wrestled. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, you're talking about a guy that literally told Brock to punch him punch for punch, and Brock said, "I did no, no, no doubt." I mean, we saw we saw Braun take a stiff punch from Brock, and oh yeah, Braun's that knees were weak. He came back, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am happy for. Uh, I'm, I am happy for uh, Braun to come back. I, I liked his story about, you know, his interview that he did about mental health and, like, how there's more to the man than just the monster. Um, and it was from a real heartfelt place. And, and I think EC3 had a lot to do with that. Um, I know a lot of people like to laugh at the Control Your Narrative yeah. promotion. But, I mean, that's another guy. Like, he would have – like, that's a guy that should have been picked up by AEW. EC3. Oh, EC3. Great promo. He's a good worker. He's good at what he does, and he was wasted in WWE on the when he was brought up to the main roster because he had one of the biggest pops coming in to NXT. And imagine what we could have seen if he was still in NXT for longer. But you know, they saw a very muscular guy. Yeah, and then when he saw him next to everyone else, he's like, "Wow, this guy is not that tall." And you know, it's a story as old as time. But there's, I think the future is bright for AEW if they play their cards right. Um, we did see the biggest viewership over the last two weeks since, oh, actually the biggest since. I mean, since, All Out did really well. I mean, I got, after Punk left and it has been suspended and the Bucks are suspended, the viewership for the next two weeks were the highest since the first year. Because you're wondering, are they going to be there? Listen, controversy creates cash. That's it, man. But and this is one of the best controversies. I mean, it, it involves my favorite wrestlers. You know, I'm super into it. I'm looking up. I'm searching on Google every single day. AEW, CM Punk, Young Bucks, Kenny. I'm I'm looking into it every single day. You know, this is those are the guys that this Punk back in 2013, man, maybe even earlier than that. Brought actually definitely earlier than that. Probably 2010, 2011. Brought me back into professional wrestling. Yeah. Well, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. And then he went away and you know, 2014, 2015, early 2016, I was, you know, not into wrestling at all. And then I found the Young Bucks. I found Kenny Omega. The Bullet Club. 
Bullet Club, BTE, then Cody got released, and Cody joined on, on them. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I love this. Like, this is, this is what I want. Like, I'm not into WWE anymore. Like, not that I wasn't. I still paid attention to it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm here for professional wrestling. I'm not AEW versus WWE. I'm. Let's just enjoy wrestling. That's how. That's how I am. But I. Yes, I definitely like AEW more than WWE, but neither here nor there. And yeah, you had some of the people that I think revitalized a lot of our a lot interests of people and, and a lot of our AEW brought hope. a lot of people and hope. That's uh, I like that a lot of people. AEW brought hope back to wrestling because people were so stagnant with WWE. It was just the same thing over and over, and it's just. PG, kid friendly, like as you get older, you don't like. Well, you don't care about that crap. Like, AEW came around, and it was something new. It was, there was blood, there was violence, there was craziness, it was chaotic. It was. Well, things felt. It felt, kind of like back in the day, like ruthless aggression era when we were coming up in wrestling. Like that's. Yeah, because it, it wasn't necessarily wasn't an attitude. attitude no, it wasn't. But it was, we had shades of ruthless aggression. We had shades to quote. Uh, our friends in quarantine doing John. Mm-hmm, it didn't mm-hmm. insult our intelligence. No, did not. And Absolutely unfortunately, not. right now, I, and this is my opinion, I almost feel like AW is starting to insult our intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. because there is a lot of backstage issues that are being released and a lot of things that are coming out. And but you try to run a fucking, you try to run a business or a company who's on the road every single week and. You got all these different personalities. You think about how many wrestlers there are, whether it be female, male, an agent, a producer, whatever. The amount of personalities in that one building, like you, like everybody's for the most part separate during the day, and then they all come to that building at night, yeah, or whatever during the day. But I it's think, it's chaos. But I think that, the same. Everybody's got a different personality. Everybody's on a different page, and it's just. I think the same. Hard to issue, control that for sure. And I don't think, much like Tony, and I appreciate him bringing AEW to life, I don't think he's the right guy to run the company. No, I don't think so at all. And and it's okay. You don't need to be. No. As long as you surround yourself with the right people in the exactly. right position. Absolutely. I also don't think that Kenny and the Bucks probably are the best EVPs. They should not be. And this is one thing I agree with Jim Cornette on. I appreciate his opinions. He's very opinionated in multiple ways. Um. But yeah, I, I don't think the wrestlers should be anywhere in the front office. Like that's ridiculous. At, at first, I was like, "Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, they're going to run the company. It's going to be great." But then you can't. Like every time you book yourself to win, people are gonna, oh, whoa, they booked themselves to win. Whoop de doo. Of course mean, they're going to win. They're in this match. Of course they're going to win. Like I said, like it's one thing if you're if they have a. I'm okay with them being as. Like, I'm okay with Chris Gale being in talent relations. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd love to. CD is the man. I'm okay with them being a center point of how the company should be steered. Like, if, hey, we're thinking about bringing this guy in, what do you think? Yeah. I think that all makes sense. Yeah. They just shouldn't have any hand in booking. You need to yeah. actually have a, a booker. Yeah. You need to have a storyboard. And whether if you want to do it with all the wrestlers and have a community board and bring your ideas to us, Work out feuds with certain people. Yep. How do you guys want this to go? That's fine, but I really don't think that it, they're the right mindset for the fact that I don't think they're good business people. I think they are good business men and women that are running it. I just think that 
it's a lot to handle for someone while being on the road all the time, while raising families. When you can't focus in on one thing and give it 100%, how can you expect it to work 100% of the time? Or even 90% of the time? Yeah. So it's, and I think to go back and, you know, I'm one of the biggest Eric Bischoff marks. Yeah, I think he's one of the smartest businessmen outside of wrestling, in wrestling. I think people, for whatever reason, him and Hogan have a relationship and people think it's, you know, he catered to him, but it made sense business-wise. And it, and it still does, because it's still a draw. Yeah, but like he it. said, he knew WCW was doomed when they were cast to bring on Thunder. And I think Rampage is a show that wasn't needed. No. I, and it, I mean, and it, it goes into like what you said. You have so much talent on a roster. You already can't get them on one show. So you're at your that's is to make a second show, but now you have two story storyboards you have to write each week, two shows you have to produce on top of dark and dark elevation. So it's one of those things that like it, imagine if we had because I don't need to see the Bucks every week, I don't need to see Punk every week. I'm I'm the type of fan I'm okay with seeing different wrestlers every week, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with like I'm also the type of fan I don't need to see my champion every week wrestle. And I love the the TNT title, and I love that it's defended every week or whatever it is, or it's featured every week, and that's how a mid card title should be. But at the same time, I don't want to see the same wrestlers every week when there's like like we said today, like I Kip Sabian hasn't wrestled in six hundred days. Yeah, and it's a good hand. He's a good wrestler. Where, where's Sean Spears? Oh yeah, holy shit! Totally forgot about him. Damn. Congratulations on having a kid. But oh, that's probably where he is. Yeah. But still, I mean, he wasn't on TV before that. Where's, you know what I mean? Like, you, you purchase Ring of Honor, and if you wanted to have Rampage be Ring of Honor and have a different show, have a different roster, I'm, I'm all for that. Totally let Ring of that, Honor yeah. continue. Let it be on TNT. Yeah. And yeah, why? What the fuck? And have it have a different roster, completely different roster, different champions, because it has its own champion. Mm-hmm. And, and let that be, you know those guys that were signed to Ring of Honor, and you mm-hmm. could have... That's what everybody thought was going to happen when he, when he bought Ring of Honor. Like, yeah, you're going to make... Where's the TV show? Yeah. You're going to make a TV show, right? Like, it's pretty much at this point, like, it's kind of pointless. Like, you're... You just have two world titles on one show. Yeah. You're only defending... And one doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Realistically, Ring of Honor World Championship doesn't mean anything to Kurt Hogan. No. And that's yeah. your own fault for doing it like that. But, you know, so people say the brand split doesn't work. But it's not a brand split. It's literally a company split. Yeah. You should have, if you wanted to purchase it to get their library, which I think is a great move, mm-hmm. you could have easily. Now, now you have all out. I mean, uh, sorry, all in. And it just, uh, there was just so much hope. But I think. There's still hope. There is still hope. And I think the ship can be re-steered. But I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode of Wasted Gimmicks. We're going to come back to you soon. Uh, we're going to have a merch store up and we'll, we're going to talk more about today's wrestling, yesterday's wrestling and the future of wrestling. But it's been your boy, Heathless with Robin and Adam. And we're just two wasted guys with terrible gimmicks. That's it, yeah.